You're listening to The Greenwood Effect, where creativity is key. Your host, Stephen Long and Bradley Jacobs are going to lead you to a successful future in real estate investing. They'll show you how being creative when choosing the right closing strategy will not only build your bank account wholesaling deals, but also how to keep deals for yourself with less of your own money. Welcome to the Greenwood Effect Podcast, the real estate in real time podcast geared for inspiring investors down to seasoned investors. This is Stephen and Bradley. What's going on, y'all? We're back with another episode of The Greenwood Effect with your host, Stephen Long. Co-host, Bradley Jacobs. Have you ever seen someone make 30K in 30 days without a college education? If not, tune into this episode. All right, so what is wholesaling? Wholesaling is when you find a low or fair market valued property you then get that property under contract. Therefore, it gives you the first rights to buy that property. You then add a marketing or assignment fee to the contract price. You sell your rights to that contract to an end buyer. They then close the deal. You get paid. Seller gets paid. It's just about that easy. The great thing about wholesaling is you don't have to have good credit, a big bank account, or college education to get started. So, Steve, you know what led you to get started in wholesaling? What led me to get started in wholesaling is I wanted to just make some money. I wanted to actually, you know, make hands off money without actually owning a property. But the actual way that I found out about wholesaling was through the purchase of a rental property. So I purchased a property and it needed a full rehab. And when it came time to close on a property, I found out that a guy which was supposed to be the seller was actually making $6,000 off of me. And I was very curious of how he did that. And I reached out to my lawyer and my lawyer told me it was completely legal. So what I did was I, I dug deeper into it. I started doing research into how I could become the person that's making the money off of a deal. Okay, so actually you purchased the property off of a wholesaler at one time thinking that you were buying off of the seller, correct? Yeah, that's correct. So the whole time, I thought the person that I expected to be the seller was actually a wholesaler. Okay, that makes sense. So then what you're saying is instead of using your own money, you then figured out you could buy a property, or I'm sorry, not purchase the property, but you can make money off of a property without actually having to purchase it and resell it yourself. That's correct. And from there, I, I start questioning my lawyer. I actually reached out to the guy that was selling me the property, posing as the seller. And I just asked questions of like, how did you do this? What steps did you take? And, you know, and that's when the hunt to become a wholesaler started. Okay. Yeah. See, so you actually spent some money and, and learned from a wholesaler yourself. See, me getting into wholesaling, I just knew I wanted to, you know, buy real estate. I knew I didn't really have the money. Um, credit was screwed up. Uh, family ruined up before I even turned 18. And I just did some research, started YouTube and Googling, you know, seeing seeing what I could do to build lump sums of cash. And I came across the word wholesaling. I dug in, watched some videos. Uh, I actually had a friend who was buying and renovating properties and I asked him if he ever heard of the word. He actually told me that he purchased some properties off of wholesalers before. Um, same thing. I, I just got in, started digging for research, started making some money. All right. So, I mean, I know you said 
you know, you, you spoke with the wholesaler, you asked your lawyer some questions, but what are some other steps that you had to take in order to start wholesaling? Well, some of the other steps that I had to take to actually begin my journey in wholesaling was I had to find a focus. And finding a focus was very important because there's a lot of other wholesalers that are out there that will wholesale for a week or two, not see any success, and, and they will quit. And from there, once I found my focus, I gathered together a budget from the property that I sold. I used that money and I started looking into advertising. I started looking into marketing and I tried to find the best way I can make the most money in the shortest amount of time. And wholesaling, it's quick money, but it's not a quick game. So you really have to figure out where you will be the best at, where your money will stretch the longest. Because there's a lot of people out here that have tens and thousands of dollars that could just dump it into marketing. So you got to figure out what works best for you. And I figured out for me, bandit signs work best for me. And a bandit sign is a, a dollar. They cost a dollar a piece to advertise, but they could bring you unlimited amounts of money. Yeah, bandit signs is definitely a great way. You know, um, I think mine was probate. I found probate to be my best source. Um, easy, go on the computer, look them up, get their phone numbers, give them a call. So uh, probates and cold calling was my, my main source. Um, what exactly is probate? So probates is, uh, it's when a person passes away, you know, they have a will, and they leave the property to, you know, a family member, friend, et cetera. So what I do is I go into the computer. It'll give me a recent probate list. So as soon as somebody files probate, meaning when they open the will, um, it then gets sent to our database uh, through the county. You then, you know, it'll all be on there. Well, at least in Pittsburgh, all the information's on the computer. So I just go on the computer. It'll give me a list of their names, information. Um, trust me, I spent hours and days and weeks down at the county courthouse before I found all this information out. But um, yeah, it's pretty much, you know, when they, when they open probate, they leave the property to a family member. You can call the family member, buy it off of them. You know, most of the time with probates, a lot of people have no idea what to do with an extra house, barely know what to do with their own house. So it's a good way to make money. A lot of times, you know, people don't really have a hold on to that property because it's not theirs, but then you will run into a few, you know, maybe it was their mom or dad's house, um, and they will have, hold on to it for a few months, but then they'll give you a call and let it go. Okay, so from probate, you could create a win-win situation. And how much does something like that cost if you were like getting started in the probate? So probate is actually very cheap. So is cold calling. You know, cold calling, you get a phone number at about fifteen cents per phone number, and that's one of the main reasons why I started doing this. Um, the online is free. You just go to the legal pages, you find the probate section, and you, you get all their information there. You then go over to the other uh, Wills and Orphans Court website. You look up the probate. It'll give you all their information. It's pretty much just time and energy you put into it. Uh, you then download that to a spreadsheet, uh, download it to your uh, skip page. Like I said, 15 cents per phone number, and then you just got to give them a call. You also got to remember to follow up. That's why organization is key when you're dealing with something like this. Organization is definitely key when it comes to, you know, running a major operation. And when you're trying to build a major operation, there's going to be a lot of roadblocks. So some of the roadblocks in, you know, real estate wholesale could be something as little as not having enough time 
not having enough money or just not having the right motivation to to move forward. Brad, what were some of your roadblocks? Uh, two, two of my main roadblocks I could tell you right now is definitely one, money, and two, knowledge. Um, I didn't really have that much knowledge in marketing, you know, uh, how many days it takes to close on a property, you know, so that right there you need to know that because that's how long it's going to take for you to even get paid. So the the main thing was marketing. I, I tried too many different marketing strategies at first. I was just spending so much money, wasting so much time. Um, I was getting a lot of leads, you know, so many different contact lists. I probably had over a thousand leads. Um, I just wasn't following up. So they're, you know, following up also organization was definitely another roadblock that I had. I wasn't so organized. Um, then I realized that most of the money that I'm going to make is in the follow-up calls that I do. So I was calling people one, two, three times. If they answered, they said no. I said, all right, just let it on. So all the people who didn't answer got pushed into, you know, the dark side after I got a new new contact list. I just called them, same thing, pushed it aside, not realizing that if I would start back over, the more more calls I made, I'd get people to answer that were going to say yes. So definitely I'd say uh, knowledge, organization, and cash, you know, wasted so much cash with uh, trying all these different marketing strategies instead of just mastering one, sticking to it. Consistency was one of my biggest problems when I first started out because when I first started, it took me six months to close my first deal. And one of my major roadblocks was I had a newborn son and he was no older than two or three months. And it was the middle of the winter in Pittsburgh. And you know, Pittsburgh winters are like very cold. We get like sub zero freezing weather. So I used to drive around in a 1997 Ford Ranger pickup truck with a three-month-old baby hanging up bandit signs, and I would be frustrated whenever, you know, no one would call me back, and I put so much work into, you know, actually hanging these signs up, getting out the truck, stopping the truck, hanging up a sign, and, you know, just hoping that the baby wouldn't start crying. So I feel like kids could definitely be a distraction, but you could also use them as your motivation to actually, you know, want more and do better in the industry. And at the same time, when I was driving around hanging up bandit signs, I would be driving for dollars and I would actually be looking at the properties. And I was driving in an area in Pittsburgh. It's on the outskirts of Pittsburgh. It's called Duquesne. And Duquesne is a very low-income area. There's not really much going on. There's not much jobs. So it's not really an area where you, know, you would target to start in wholesale and that was another thing that was a roadblock, just not knowing where to start and just like shooting in the dark. Okay, so you would say knowledge was probably a big roadblock for you as well. Knowledge was definitely a big roadblock, and I I didn't know where to go. So I was just like you out there wasting money, wasting time, and not getting any results, which which caused me to quit at first. Yeah, I think that's the problem a lot of people are running into. You know, they're going on Google, they're going on YouTube, they're following all these other wholesalers, and, you know, they're giving you the bare minimum information. They're telling you, find a deal, lock it up, and that's about it. Close on it. Find a buyer and close. But it's really not that simple. I mean, it can be, but there's a lot of information out there that you need to just dig and dive and put a lot of energy into, but they're not really telling you that. They're telling you just go for it, and they're leaving people stranded, losing money, 
falling deep, you know, but I feel like they're going to learn a lot from us. You know, we're not those average wholesalers. We're going to give you the information you need. We're going to point that finger in the direction you need to go, and we're going to not leave you, you know, asking asking questions that you can't find answers for. Yeah, so what we're trying to do is really bridge the gap between the professionals and the novice. So if you don't know what's going on, you're in the right place. And even if you do know what's going on, you're still in the right place because we have a lot of useful information and tips that are going to help you bring your game to the next level. Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, things that I found out during wholesaling is the more creative you get, the more money you can make. You know, A, B to C uh, transaction is really the easiest and fastest transaction. But what these guys aren't telling you is that there's so many other ways to close a deal and to make money. Uh, obviously, you know, just learn A, B, C first. You know, later on in these uh, podcasts, you'll find out all this information you need to know. Um, let's not get off, off off subject too much. Uh, let's talk about how uh, wholesaling has affected your life, Steve. So wholesaling has really a- affected my life, and it opened up a lot of doors for me that I have not seen before. So wholesaling has helped me, you know, be able to travel the world at my own leisure. It it helps me, you know, well, it allows me to make my own schedule based off of the needs of the business and based off, you know, what the business needs to perform. So me before wholesaling, I actually worked in a kitchen. I worked a nine to five job, you know, your average Joe getting minimum wage and working long hours with, you know, not getting paid enough to really even survive. Can you imagine how hard it is to survive off of minimum wage flipping burgers by yourself and let alone to have a young infant child. So you actually used having a child uh, to your advantage. Yeah, I did. I actually used that as my motivation. So I, I told myself I didn't want him to be in the same situation that I am at, you know, 24 years old. I wanted to give him the perfect start. Well, nothing is perfect, but I wanted to give him a better start than I had. And actually having kids, I kind of thought that bringing a young child to a house would be a deal breaker. And, you know, they would look at you like you're unprofessional. But actually, when you bring a kid to an appointment, he breaks the ice. A child could break the ice. And a lot of the people that we deal with, the sellers, they're older. And they actually like the energy of young childs to bring them around and get them to start talking. Because people that handle children on a daily basis are usually trustworthy people. So it kind of like breaks the ice with the seller. Okay, okay. So you actually found a way to break the ice. You found a way to spend more time with your child. And you found a way to take better care of him financially rather than not spending any time and barely being able to take care of him financially with wholesaling. That's exactly why wholesale is so important to me. And that's why we're doing this podcast right now so you can find value and you can start wholesaling yourself. Yeah, it's always great because not only that, you're now teaching your younger generation the same thing, how to be an entrepreneur, how to spend their time how they want to, how to create financial wealth and so forth. I mean, there's so much value in wholesaling ridiculous you know like i said you don't have to have good credit you don't have to have a big bank account and you don't have to have a college education it's one of the only jobs 
you can have to do that. I mean, what other job are you, like you said, making 30000 without an education off of one deal? None. None. And if anyone could tell me a job where you can make thirty k in 30 days, send it to me. I'm interested. Talking 30 days, no stress, straight pay, $0 down. I'm not trying to sell you nothing. I'm trying to get you paid. So who doesn't want to get paid? Everyone wants to make money. You know, so Bradley, if I could ask you a question, what advice can you offer to a newbie that's looking to get into wholesale? Uh, some advice I could give, actually, is some advice I wish I could have got when I was starting out, is one, learn the structure of wholesaling. Don't just dive in. Learn the legal side. Talk with a tax accountant. Talk with a real estate attorney. Get you a contract. Find out, you know, what you need to do on the legal side of things before you just jump in. And then, like I said, learn the structure of wholesaling. Learn exactly what you need to do when talking with a homeowner. Know exactly what you need to do when talking with a cash buyer. Know exactly how the closing process works and know exactly how to read a HUD statement. Because if you don't know how to read a HUD statement, guess what? If your money's not on there, you're not getting paid. And the only thing you're going to do is look like a fool, which isn't good for anybody. Nobody wants to look like a fool. And with that being said, that's the Greenwood Effect. Your host, Stephen Long. And co-host, Bradley Jacobs. Catch us on the next episode. You've been listening to The Greenwood Effect, where creativity is key. We hope you've been inspired, and we hope you've gotten some useful and practical information so that you can have a successful future in real estate investing. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, catch us on Instagram at the underscore crib underscore flippa. Check out the website at greenwoodpgh.com and find us on YouTube at This Is Greenwood, the Greenwood Effect podcast, the real estate and real-time podcast geared for inspiring investors down to seasoned investors. Till next time.